0: Yo, it's Tut. This is a new episode of Annoy TV. Tune in.
1: You were just listening to VVV, or Triple V, I'm not really sure which one it is, by Rebel Sosi and my guest today, Tut. And for those of you that know him, this man is the true epitome of a multifacet. I know I've brought a lot of people on who dabble in a lot of different areas, but this man, he does things that aren't even really related to each other. First, he's a skater, then he's a fashion designer, and now he's got his own fragrance coming out. It was crazy stepping into this dude's world and the stories that he had to tell and the things he had to say, man. We spoke on Thursday, the 25th, a day before his art opening, The Temple of Ouroboros. This episode's coming out a day after, but the pieces are still gonna be up in the gallery for a few weeks to come. I'm gonna keep this intro short and sweet because this man does all the talking. This is the official Tut interview. I'll See you on the other side. So today. I am joined by one of the most interesting men in the world. A jack of all trades, I think, at least from my perspective. Checks every box. But I don't like to go too deep into it, as y'all know at this point. So I'm going to let him take it away. The first question I got for you, my man, who are you?
0: My name's Tut. Government is Gage. won't say my last name. Is there a specific reason? Mm, I don't trust the government. If I get to a point to where, like, motherfuckers know about me... I'd prefer to keep my government concealed, but I feel like everybody who knows me and knows me as Tut knows my government. So fuck it. <laughs> that's
1: kind of that's kind of fire though, because you're you're just setting the bar, you're setting the standard off rip just to be known as one name. Is that Tut. is that the goal? Tut, what what's Tut then? Where'd that come from?
0: So when I was a kid, I was obsessed with like like uh, ancient Egyptian, just like mythology, and like I like really liked like the hieroglyph books and like explaining like you know like pharaohs and shit. And, like, I'm white and shit, so obviously, like, I'm not trying to, like, culture appropriate or anything. But I went through, like, a whole phase where I was, like, I need to, like, essentially, like, figure out, like, what my true self was. And I just was, like, on the internet just, like, looking at, like, which names meant what or, like, what uh, words meant what and, like, what the description was or whatever. So, like, Tut comes from Thoth, who was the ancient Egyptian god of written letters and like language basically and like also like mysticism i i came up with tut messes because it means the god of wisdom has fashioned him messes means has fashioned him Tut means the god of wisdom uh, that's my head that's uh, that's my god head is tut thoth And that also goes into, like, Hermes Trismegistus. He was, like, he did, like, the Emerald Tablets, which is, like, a really, really old, like, that's also a myth in and of itself. But, yeah, I'm just, like, super, super into the God of Wisdom for all. And that
1: was the stuff you were into when you were younger?
0: Yeah, I didn't, like, really, like, start to really understand. Because, like, when I was a kid, I was just, like... It was super, like, transparent, like, I just, like, would open the books and just, like, skim through them and shit, but it just, like, slowly formed into its own thing, like, I also was obsessed with, like, Greek mythology as well as, like, Roman mythology, so, like, Greek and, like, Roman mythology was, like, swiped from Egyptian mythology and just, like, rinsed and repeated, so, like, Thoth is Hermes in Greek mythology, and then in Roman mythology, he's known as Mercury uh and it's just like uh, it's like a gut feeling it's just like pull like i just get pulled to it like my intuition
1: so before we get too deep into you know how you grew up like i said at the top of it you know you're just touching every single different kind of discipline right like i see you in fashion shows i see you skating i see you making fragrances now which we'll also get into D- does doing all this ever overwhelm you or what what are your feelings kind of what are your motivations for for touching all these boxes
0: I kind of like the pressure like I can't I'm not gonna lie bro I I can't fold I don't think I can fold so I feel like the more pressure I I put onto myself the better the outcome will be and like I always try to avoid like any kind of physical harm at all times even though like I do dangerous things it just it just makes me feel more comfortable I guess I don't I don't I really I really can't explain it it's like I don't want to go back to where I came from
1: you know what I mean Maybe subconsciously, are you chasing that moment that you fold? That's why you're putting so much pressure on yourself or are you really trying to avoid that?
0: I, I could see that. I, I feel like I shine brightest in my deepest points. So like if some dumb shit happens to me and I'm just like, just like shit, I can't help. You know what I mean? Like all I, all I can do is just like pick my shit up and just move on, you know what I mean? I would say that I look for those moments just so I can become a better person for sure. Give us a little more background on on who you are and where, where you came from. I came from a single mother. I grew up around uh, like the Northern Lights, which is like, it's like off Huey Road and shit. I just spent a lot of my time just like, I didn't really have that many friends. I had like, I, I had like one friend. I had two, well, two friends, Kenny and Gage, who've known since I was a baby. But like when I wasn't kicking it with them, I was just, you know, running around the streets skating and shit, like, or like, you know, drawing. Like I remember when I first started drawing, I was like, I started drawing shoes in third grade. And I was like, I was like really, really passionate about it. And every time I drew a shoe, I'd show the art teacher and then when I wasn't in school, I'd just be skating around and pushing and shit. And that was like elementary school. I guess that's like where it all came from, I guess. I don't know. It's like having like not much. So I like found my own shit for real. And now it's like blossomed. It's just sick.
1: What drew you to, to the art to begin with? I mean, I know third grade's a young age and, and you know, you might have just been doing it for the love. But if you can remember, what, what, what things attracted you to the discipline?
0: Definitely love anime. I remember waking up in the middle of the nights, like I was obsessed with like Naruto and shit. And like fully coolie, like that's a really good anime. I like to live my life like an anime. So my older brother was like really good at drawing too. And like he would always draw like Dragon Ball Z characters for me. And like that kind of just like also would inspire me. And like I was like, I was always like, I kind of want to be like my older brother. One day I just started, you know, just like picked up a pencil and was just like, you know, just went from there for real.
1: When you say your life's like an anime, what do you mean by that? That's a very broad statement i need a little bit more explanation
0: so i feel like i feel like the life that i live is like a cyberpunk like diesel punk anime and like i'm obsessed with like punk themes and like anything that gives punk energy and i've just seen a lot of weird shit and i've been through a lot of weird shit and i know i'm not the only one that's been through a lot of weird shit and the only way i can describe it is just saying my life is like an anime because I feel like the main character, even though I'm not, like, I try to put other people up and, like, give other people a good feeling and, like, good purpose and shit, but I don't, even though I say it I feel like the main character, I know I'm not, but in, like, my reality, I am. It is a definitely a broad statement, but I, like, I paint the portrait of my life. I want it to be, like, the coolest anime, like, a skater, artist, person who's just straight, you know what I mean, like, real as fuck see some crazy shit go down and then just like just get onto to it
1: so what arc are you in for, for my real anime fans out there what what arc do you think you're in right now
0: i'm in my glow up arc i'm in i'm in my going super saiyan fucking becoming friends with Kuruma, fucking learning a new technique but also, like, keeping all the old ones and just, like, letting those blossom, too. And it sounds egotistical to say, but... <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: man, sometimes you got to boss up, bro, yeah, for real. That's the, that's the mentality I'm trying to have. I just need to boss up. I mean, because at this point, for, for a lot of us, you got to go crazy. You got to have that mentality of, you know, it's fuck everything else. Not to the degree that it's harmful to you, but, you know, in the way that I got to go get my shit, right? If it's fuck,
0: if they say fuck you, it's fuck them. And that's, like, what I've been feeding off of for, like, two years now. Because I used to give a fuck what people thought. Now I just, like, I really don't. Kind of just, like, washed away.
1: Yeah, was there was there a specific moment that you'd care to share when, when that kind of sunk in for you?
0: I was at this birthday party, and this dude I ain't seen since elementary school, I didn't even recognize him. He just walked up to me, and he just was like, I remember you getting hella bullied in elementary school. And he just, like, apologized for not even, like, <laughs> for not protecting me or, like, being being a good bystander he just watched and I didn't even remember who he was so <laughs> I was just like oh, I really shouldn't give a fuck anymore you know what I mean
1: now talk to me about skating bro because if, if anybody knows you I feel like that's the first thing that they that they see about you when when was that introduced into your life and what what's that meant to you
0: I blame everything about me from skating that is like the seed of everything about me I fucking the first memory I had skating, my mom got me a Spider-Man board from Walmart for my birthday when I was, like, six or seven. And then my brother had older friends. My brother my brother was, like, a teenager, and, like, his older friends would always drag me out to these skate parks. I went to Newark Skate Park. That's the first skate park I dropped in at. The original one, the old one, was a fucking metal ramp, busted as fuck. And I dropped in it, and everybody was stoked. And then, like, it gave me crazy energy, and, like, I didn't want to let go of that shit. So it was just, like, every day, you know what I mean? I, it's not every day anymore. Now it's like four days of the week or like whatever because I'm 22 now, but to me, skating is just like, it's the seed of everything. Like if I ain't got none, I got skating. And I and I know that for a fact. I'm always keep it that way too. I, I'm always going to be skating until I die for real. And it definitely is the first thing people think of. And that ain't a problem either because like I said, I love skating, but I always love it when I'm like, I don't just skateboard. And then they're like, and then, you know, that opens a door for more questions and then, people get confused about my uh, character because i do a bunch of things and i don't really seem to be consumed by everything at a single moment I'm, i feel like i'm consumed by everything at every moment
1: so how do you see skating manifest in, in the other things that you that you undertake
0: i've eaten so much shit skating i've been humiliated in front of hundreds of people i've, I've gone viral for eating shit like it's just like the most humbling thing that anybody can ever experience is like just getting on a board and just letting that shit ride. You know what I mean? Like, and aside from just like it being like a humbling activity, it is definitely an empowering activity as well because you can like surprise yourself and like you'll do things that feel so right. And then you'll like really, really, really reach for that feeling again. And it always comes back. That feeling always circles
1: back to you. This is something I just put together. I feel like today skateboarding is the modern martial arts you dig what do you think about that
0: i i fucks with it i i feel that because like i mean nowadays skaters are just out of pocket they'll just do the craziest shit you got to be nimble you got to fall with style that's that's like the key to not getting hurt is like figuring out how to fall correctly i don't know i i, I could see how like a skater could be looked at as like a ninja
1: I, I was thinking more in in the mindset like just from what you described the humbling experience the the empowerment right that was where I was kind of drawing the comparison So I've read I read a book
0: about samurai philosophy I, I get what you're saying like the the mental state you know you gotta you gotta be able to like be like water and shit. No, absolutely. No, I feel that like the mentality for the martial arts is definitely the same as like that of skateboarding.
1: One more question on on the skating tip, because I know obviously we don't want to spend too much time on that because you are a man who dabbles in a lot of different things. But how do you feel about the popularization of skating and skate culture? Because I feel like now it's been glamorized and, you know, taken to Hollywood almost. um, It's trendy um, now. Yeah, in the recent in the recent years.
0: I think Jake Phelps, R.I.P., he had this quote, if you're too scared to do it, don't fucking skateboard. And I think everybody should have that mentality when they're skating. I don't think you should pick up a board just because, like, you, you seen like, you could, it could stem, like, it could plant a seed in you, and then you just, like, go in, like, any direction you want to go. But I think the people that do it because it's trendy, and I think the people that do it because it has, like, a certain aesthetic shouldn't be skating and i love the fact that like skating's becoming more inclusive and like there's a ton of like people who didn't feel like they could ever be a skater starting to skate as long as the real passion is there like you know what i mean like as long as you're doing it for yourself and you ain't doing it for nothing else like that's that's all that matters for real like and like fuck all that trendy shit like if a company's trying to just hop on a skating wave just so they can call themselves a skating brand fuck that the intentions are true but the actions are way more truer
1: all right but talk to me about uh, you mentioned anime as as a source of inspiration but what other things were you drawn from i mean obviously skating but did you have any specific role models when you were younger who kind of informed informed the stuff that you're doing now
0: when i was a kid i would watch trick tutorials from mike valley who's like the super og skater and he was like such a fucking punk and like you know, he'd be out skating and, like, this security guard would try to stop this skater and Mike Valley would just run up to him, like, just, like, get in his face, like, get the fuck out of here, like, just, like, just straight cock block the security guard from cock and the skater. I really like Duffel. Duffel, Duffel was, like, a super punk skater. He had, like, just black hair, fucking, uh, maybe, I feel like another inspiration probably would be, a famous artist for sure. Like, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with, like, learning about Leonardo da Vinci and like I mean so to this day obviously it's like still like a huge play in my life and shit and I'm also
1: Italian so like I feel like it's like it's in my blood to learn about that shit. I like how you mentioned that kind of aesthetic that dark punk aesthetic what what draws you to that because I mean I can see that in in your own style as well so what what's so alluring about that that look and that feel to you?
0: I feel like it's like a sense of like the unknown or like just like not giving a fuck and, like, being so, like, headstrong that, like, you can just, like, you know, you just, like, do what the fuck you want, wear what the fuck you want, and, like, don't let none nothing else outside your circle, like, fuck that shit up. That shit is so important, especially to me, because, like, I I strive to always be myself in, like, any situation.
1: Now, when did the art become a serious thing for you? I mean, you said you started doing it when you were in third grade, right? It was when you first started drawing sneakers, but when, when did you look at it as something like, yeah, this, this always has to be a part of my life.
0: I was always like, just like sketching and in the sketchbook and just like drawing and shit. And then when I went to high school, like I still kind of felt like an, like an outsider. So like my like way out was like skipping lunch and skipping classes and going to, going to the, you know, art room and shit. I went, I went to the art room sophomore year and I met the art teacher who proceeded to guide me through high school his name is mr lynch and he did these crazy like big like canvases of like he'd airbrush like it was hyper realism is what his style was and like he'd airbrush like the most realistic like portraits of people i uh he'd started letting me just like paint in his class during lunch and shit and then he'd like convince me to get an art class with him junior year And I did, and then as soon as, like, you know, I was already making art and shit, so, like, I was allowed to do whatever I wanted junior year. Like, I didn't have to follow, like, standard, like, class procedures or, like, subjects. I was allowed to just make my own art, and he would just give me an A as long as I was just doing my thing and making art. And I just was—started doing hella portraits and, like— Painting on clothes and shit. And then one of my sponsors, Cody, there's Cody, Mike, and Tyler who run Nine Ways Out. I consider them all mentors of mine. And Cody one day, like it was before he sponsored me for Nine Ways Out and started giving me boards. He commissioned me to do a portrait of two of his dogs. And I did that, and he and in return he gave me I think two skateboards. And I was already obsessed with the company Nine Ways Out just because of like the way that the way that they carry themselves and like and like the philosophy behind being a part of Nine Ways Out. Like I was already obsessed with it, and I had no intentions on like even riding for them, but I just wanted to support them, and they wanted to support me, and like we did this exchange, and like. Cody, Cody looked at me and he and like I gave him the portrait and he's like, dude, like, like, don't ever stop doing this. He was like, you need to you need to like follow this path and like just always do you. And like, I still think about that shit every day. And it's been like five years since. Like, that's the first thing I think of whenever I pick up a brush or a pencil. Just just never stop. You know,
1: talk to me about starting to work with Nine Ways Out. How did that come about? when did they approach you and say hey we we'd like you to ride for us and and what what does that actually mean what does it actually entail for the people that don't know
0: so i was i think i was 17 when i got put on flow which flow is where they're just hooking up the skate shop that you ride for they give you they the the shop will order boards and then they throw an extra board in and then that extra board is yours and there was this like street contest that Nine Ways Out through a James Plaza, which has been locked up for like four years, free James Plaza. I like did some shit, won some shit there. Following that, they uh, sent a couple boards to Old School Skate Shop, who I also ride for, and left a little note in there and was like, we'd love to have you on the team officially. And like, you know, thanks for just being a good supporter and like a decent person or whatever. And I was I was really stoked about that because it it was always my dream to just get free boards and get put on a team and shit. You know, ever since then, you know, they've been looking out for me like I'm family and shit. But uh, the main the main thing behind Nine Ways Out is like we're all multidimensional and everybody has like these things that we go to that take us out of the matrix. And like the matrix is just like either that being school or like that being like a work you need to go to to make the money to live in the house you need to live in. For me, it's skating, making art, you know, like speaking my mind. For others, it might be different for you. It's, you know, doing podcasts and like talking to people and learning about people. Essentially, when you're just like doing things that you like love, like it, it takes you out of like all the bullshit and like, it's like, we're all multidimensional and like there's everybody has ways out. You just, you got to feel it to find that way. And I really fucking
1: resonate with that. Just from this short conversation that we've had so far, I mean, it really seems like you live the words that you say and you really just do what you want to do. But before I found you sitting here in front of me, was there ever a time where you might have conformed a little bit? Oh yeah, dude.
0: I don't know. Like, so I got, I moved out of my mom's house when I was 14 and like, I lived with my brother who was just like, he was only eight years older than me. So he was still a kid. But he had his like life kinda like figured out and shit. So he just like let me go crash with him. But like for a really long time, I didn't start taking myself like super seriously until I was like (laughs) eighteen. And like I don't know, for a really long time I just like kinda felt lost and I had no idea where I was going. So I kinda just like had to figure out how to let go correctly. I like when I was like fresh out of high school, I got like a full time job. I was a caretaker. I worked third shift from like 10 p.m. to 9 a.m. every day for like five days a week and I wasn't even making a living wage and I was and I and my brother kicked me out the like that year so I was living in my homie's basement like just trying to get by and shit and like also finding time to do everything I love and you know I was there for a year I was a good worker my brother when my brother who's deaf who got me the job because the person I was caretaking was deaf and had cerebral palsy I worked there for a year made like 600 every two weeks. And then like it got to a point to where like, I was just feeling so drained and I was just like, realized that like this isn't getting me anywhere I need to be. So I was just like, fuck it. And I quit. And ever since I quit that job, I've just been on like, fuck that. Like I ain't going back. I ain't going back to that. Like fuck a 401k, bro. I'll make money. I'll make money doing my own shit. I'm fine with being broke. Like I'm homeless. I'm not homeless. I take that back. My homegirl has been, like, she's more than a homegirl to me. She definitely is my partner, but she's been taking care of me and letting me crash at her crib, and, you know, I got hella homies looking out for me and shit who believe in me. Because of all that, because of all these people that believe in me, like, I can't go back, like, I can't go back to, I can't just, like, I can't give up all this shit I'm doing just because, like, I need a little bit of money. Like, I can't let that happen again. I've definitely been there, and I know it's, like, very, I know it's very, like, frequent that a lot of people get stuck and, like, feel stuck. But that shit, you can get the fuck out. Like, you literally just got to say fuck it and just do that shit. And then you'll find yourself, like, a year later happier than you've ever been. And that's where I'm at. Like, I ain't got a, I ain't got a home to call my own. But, like, shit, I ain't never been this happy and free. And it feels great.
1: You're putting all this work in in different areas. What does the payoff look like, if you can imagine that?
0: In my head, I imagine. So I just got—I just officially became, a like, a governmental bot, like, through, like— government I have an LLC like so it's official and like with an LLC you can do a lot of things and I feel like the payout for me is continuing my life as a CEO and getting to a point to where I you know have a place to call my own I have a studio I live stress-free whenever I want to go skateboard I can go skateboard I'm not held down by a job basically i want to break out the matrix that's like that's the payout like where i don't need to worry about bills and i don't need to worry about fucking getting to a to b like i'm already at a b c d like i'm already at all that shit i said that backwards but like that's the payout like where i can just like get get out the matrix and feel like i'm actually unplugged
1: do you ever have moments of fear living living this kind of lifestyle does it ever scare you
0: i've been i you know like i i've seen some fucked up shit like i know people that have you know, died and like, I know people that have been like shot. I know people that have been robbed. Like I've been robbed. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like being scared is just going to stop me. And like, when I find moments of myself being scared, I got to like tap into that, like fuck it, like let go energy. Like, if I'm a die, I'm a fucking die, but I'm a die like on my own, t- like on my own standards. Like that's really the only fear. Like, and I'm not scared to die, but I'm scared of dying with unfinished work. And like, obviously I have insecurities of like letting people down and shit, but like, I don't think I'm gonna let nobody down for real. That's
1: some deep stuff, man. That's deep stuff for real. Let's get into a happier note, bro. Or a more <laughs> positive <laughs> note. More yeah, positive yeah, let's note. do it. Uh, you got this art exhibition coming up, my man. On Friday the 26th, this is coming out. on the 27th a day after talk to me about what this means to you how it came together you know what you're kind of trying to portray with the pieces that you're putting on all that stuff
0: so this shit is the definitely the biggest thing for me as an artist and it happened way sooner than I thought it would I would never thought that I'd be a gallery curator at 22 I love my mentor. I'm not going to say her name because she definitely wants to. I I don't want to air her out like that, but she definitely put me in a position that a lot of people want to be in or would love to be in. I don't know. It's just it it means a lot to me. Like, I've I've thought about this shit, like, so many times, and, like, I'm so blessed and thankful, and like, to even be here. I don't know. That's all I can say just because, like, I just know that the energy that this gallery is going to bring is, like, I want to put homies on. I want homies to have their own exhibitions. I want people to feel like they're true artists and like not paying like hella bread, like you know what I mean? Like I want them to feel like they got a a really dope place to show their art. And that will go a long way because it's going to happen. That shit means a lot to me. I want to give my friends like a platform and it's going to happen and all that shit. But like all the art that I'm going to be show the whole point of this like this whole showcasing is to showcase this piece I've been working on for a year and a half that centers around like trauma and like regret but like not not focusing on it like you're too distracted to focus on that shit like it's all it's all behind you and it's like the biggest piece I've ever worked on I've never done a landscape piece before so this is the first like piece featuring a landscape that I created for my brain that's the main reason why I'm having this gallery. I'm gonna be featuring three other paintings. <clears throat> I've done I've done at least 15 portraits, but like I can't get a hold of anybody. So the only portraits I have right now are the ones that Half-Bake's holding for me, and that's a two a portrait of Little Peep and a portrait of this this rapper Jelly Roll, and also a very thought provoking piece. It's a hand that I painted, but I had my friend who's on the the friend who's on that portrait. The four feet by five foot painting, Christian spets. He, uh, we were tripping balls on mushrooms, and I had this little canvas, and I was just like, bro, like I want you to punch a hole in this canvas right now. I don't know what, what, it, like what's gonna become, but like I want you to punch a hole in it. So he did, and he punched a hole in it. And it made a perfect, made a perfect rip, and I sat on that canvas. It was blank, it just had a hole in it for a year, and then one day I just picked it up and I uh, stitched it together and then i realized that i could work with the with the stitchings so i turned it into i turned the stitchings it was a vertical vertical stitch and i turned it into a hand looking like its its wrist was slit vertically like he was killing himself and that piece means a lot to me so that piece is also going to be hanging up and i made that piece in one day which blew my mind cuz that's like probably my favorite piece and a lot of my friends favorite piece and i only did it in one day and this this fucking painting's taking me a year and a half so it's like all the, all, the, all the art I'm going to have here is, like, they all mean a lot. Like, that 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 right there, that mean, that's my life force. Like, I call that my life force, that little box. Because it has a, it was a mold I did senior year. The four corners of the cube is the egg of life, which is when you impregnate somebody and the cells start replicating themselves to turn into, like, an organ, or, like, whatever. Like, it, it makes the shape of it called the egg of life and like that's like the I guess you would call it like the 3d model of like the flower of life so far as of right now I'm gonna have four paintings who which all mean a lot to me and then my ceramic piece and then obviously I'm gonna have hella clothing here and I got more clothing to make tomorrow the day before
1: the show yeah I got a lot this is supposed to be a break from all the work you gotta do bro it's supposed to be a break from from the overwhelming feeling you know uh I love that feeling though.
0: It ain't never gonna go away. I fucking feed off that shit. I've been it's been like this for a long ass time. I'm used to it at this point for real.
1: Uh obviously there's a lot of feeling and emotion and thought behind the pieces that you do. But in your opinion, what makes your artistic perspective unique? Because anybody can paint something but to have a painting with some kind of meaning there takes a perspective and eye to do something with that. So what, what in your mind makes that for you?
0: For me, I don't want to call myself unique, but basically like, why I think my artwork is special is because I like to leave little seeds. Like if you can read it, it's like knowledge. Um, I love alchemy, like, like real alchemy, true alchemy, like, And I feel like if I can, like, plant images that people can, like, pick up on and it'll make them feel some kind of way. Like, I want people to get knowledge out of looking at the things that I can create. And, like, I stopped doing portraits for that exact reason. Like, I cut commissions off just because it felt like I was just replicating and I wasn't doing enough true self-expression through portraits. I just, I don't know. I just, if you can, like, find, if you can, like, even read what I'm, or even read what my hands are saying, like that that's beautiful. and like I would love it when people create their own, you know their own little their own little meaning behind it. I don't like to tell people that often like what the shit means to me because I want people to understand what it means to them. and like I that's like that falls into every artist. I feel like any true artist that's what they want is like they want people to create their own meaning behind it. So like a thing about like alchemical artists is like they. It's its own language in and of itself. So like if you can read the symbols, you can read you can read the true meaning behind it. And there's like this saying, this hermetic saying that it's uh, milk for babies, meat for strong uh, men or women. And I feel like that goes a long way. You're not supposed to say too much. And you're just supposed to. And if they get it, they get it. And if they don't, they don't.
1: There's just so much to unpack with, with all the stuff that that you said, but if if you could give it in in a succinct one sentence, you know, how, how would you describe your art? One one sentence. How would you describe <laughs> it?
0: You can leave your body. That's it. You can leave your body. What does that mean to you? Uh astral projection, lucid dreams, um finding a moment where you don't feel stuck in your body, that being art, skating, fashion designing anything you really feel passionate about and that takes you to a higher plane of consciousness you are leaving your body you know when you when you find yourself in the moment you're so focused or like or even like you know in your dreams like i've had some pretty profound dreams and and like that definitely you can leave your body and that also falls back into like nine ways out and you know being multidimensional, and like we're not just this like you know body and shit like Like we can see pictures in our head and we can hear voices in our head.
1: So moving forward a little bit, I mean, I feel like that was the perfect segue. Your brand, you can leave your body. Clothes, correct? Or everything. 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 All right. everything.
0: So that's why I created the LLC. So everything that I do and everything that I make is, like, going to be protected under my LLC. So I, I'm not just a clothing brand because before it was just a clothing brand. And, like, that's also what inspired me to, like, make my own fragrance and, like, dabble outside of, like, doing clothes and, like, trying to find other things that make me feel uh, happy to be here because, like, sometimes things get super repetitive and you need to take a break and a step back
1: and you need to experience something else you're purposely leaving it open so you can experiment in as many ways as you'd like
0: yeah because if i I can't i can't put myself in a box because a lot of a lot of people try to put me in a box and like some people i've been told before that i can't be this and that because i'm a skater right you know what i mean like i'm gonna have to choose one and i can't choose the other but i'm just like fuck that i can literally choose whatever the fuck i want to choose and what i choose is what's best for me at least at this point in my life, I'm not, I'm not blinded enough to choose something that's not in my best interest.
1: So talk to me about how this fragrance came about. I mean, I feel like that's a very niche area <laughs> to dabble in. And, and, you know, it, it, it sounds cool when you put it out, but to actually want to get into that space, how, how did that come about?
0: Oh, alchemy, man. I love being, I love alchemy. Alchemy is crazy. Like a chemist, like, Chemistry came from alchemy, and like I am obsessed with like hermetic philosophy and like any hermetic hermeticistic ass like hermetic ass like knowledge. And I will I I crashed it I crashed it Creamy's crib, and I just like woke up, and I was like, "There's something I got to do." And I sat and pondered that thought for a minute, and then I thought about the idea like and like a big inspiration for me to like actually get in the move to do it was like just thinking about like St. Laurent and like, like Rick Owens. Like, I want to be like, th- like, I, I don't want to be like that, but like, I just, I, I want to feel like that. You know what I mean? Like I want to, I want to feel established and like a, a true artist and like a true artist doesn't stay stuck in like a single medium. They like to, they like to do different things and like, you know, try to make thing. And I personally was like, I don't. I don't see any of my friends like like even having the thought of making a fragrance, and I haven't. I have not met anybody that has ever thought about that. And I realized how fucking easy it was. And you know, I'm a part of Half Baked. Half Baked's like a local brewing company, and like they're also fucking my mentors. The the main heads of Half Baked, and they're alchemists. They're chemists themselves. They have beakers. They fucking make beer and like. They fuck or They make they make alcohol from fucking hops and like like ha- like that. That's just crazy to me that you could like even like be able to just like be in a lab and like you make some shit that's n- that comes from nothing and like and that's basically what like truly inspired me. Like my homies like gave me a space for that and like I made I made my fragrance literally today, and then I also made my half baked drink which is cherry coke and rum, which is gonna be sold here exclusively during my show. I don't know. I just like the feeling of like being able to consider myself like a true artist and like also an alchemist at the same time. And being an artist is an alchemist at the end of the day. But I wanted to also dabble into that real reality of like m- making a potion and like feeling like I was like some type of wizard.
1: Can you describe the, this, the scent, the fragrance for us?
0: It smelled like success.
1: That's what it uh, like. <laughs> as a bar. It smelled like success. Yeah, that's a bar. <laughs> when, uh, when can we expect it?
0: So I uh, I was I was actually expecting to have that shit on that rack, all of it. I was expecting to have that shit for sale on Friday, and like I don't have a fucking Amazon account, so I had my my partner order for me. You know I, I paid for it and whatever, but like she ordered like a hundred vials for me, and they were supposed to be here on the twentieth, and they never showed up. And I got oh I got this big ass fucking I got this big ass jar. Of this fucking fragrance is ready to be used, but sooner sooner than later because I'm fucking itching to get that shit out here
1: so you're just about to operate all the way up until the doors open for this
0: yeah no I'm not yeah no there's no way I can yeah I'm operating until like I'm gonna be working day of until like probably like 5 to 6 p.m. like getting shit ready like and I love that I love that feeling like every artist can relate to being a procrastinator so but if you can like embrace it and just, like, work with it and be, like, it also influences your work ethic. You can't, like, if you sit there and tell yourself you're going to work on shit and keep it going until day of, you can't you can't be mad. And, like, the only reason why you would be mad is because something didn't happen. You just got to accept that you worked that hard. And, like, if it don't happen, it don't happen. Like, something didn't go right. Like, if my fragrance ain't ready, it ain't ready. You know what I mean?
1: Do you ever feel like that your pieces are completely finished? Not just art pieces, but you know, maybe this fragrance, maybe, you know, something in the skating world, whatever artistic mode you're working in, do you ever feel like you are 100% finished at all times?
0: Definitely not 100% finished. There's always, like, always a feeling that I, like, I always got a feeling that I could be reaching for more, and, like, there, and I feel like there could be, you know, more behind the door that I could get to, but it's not always, like, possible, and it's just something I got to accept, but, like, I also have to accept that part of me where, like, I do want more and I do want to be able to do more, but I can't do everything. And, you know, it it just is what it is for real.
1: Now talk to me about your creative process, bro. I mean, we've heard about all these things that you've manifested, but how does it start from the idea in your head to the product that we see in front of us?
0: A good majority of the time, if I get an idea, I'll jot it down in my notes and I'll pick it up later. But I also find myself in moments where, I have all my supplies that for any medium I'm trying to work with, that being like clothing or painting or whatever, like I have shit in front of me and I'll get this crazy feeling to do something and then I just do it and then it, it turns out better than I thought it would and like that, in that moment, that's straight intuition and that's like straight all gut and if you get that feeling that you just need to do it, like you need to do it, like don't fight that feeling, like you just, if you feel like you gotta do it, then don't talk yourself out of it,
1: just like shut your brain up and just fucking do it. And then going back to the alchemy and the hermetic mythology for people who are interested in getting into that space, where, where you suggest that they start the
0: Kybalion, the Kybalion is a hermetic, it's a hermetic book and it, it goes into great detail about just like hermetic philosophy and like describing our reality in a way that's like pretty unorthodox and like. It's a mind-opening book, the Kybalian, K Y B O L I A N, the Kybalian. It's a beautiful book too. Super good book cover, gold pages, beautiful. That's I think is the first step into trying to like branch out and like expand something and like figure 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 something out. Because that book opened my eyes a lot, and I was already like interested in all this shit. And then one day I got the book from a really good friend of mine you know just like it definitely inspired the fuck out of me but it's it's some heavy knowledge like i said earlier like meat for milk for babies meat for strong men or women like cuz you'll read some shit that'll just like trip you the fuck out and then like you start noticing shit this reality don't make sense like there's some there's something behind the veil what are you searching for bro uh fuck uh i don't even know man at this point i feel like i'm just searching for peace i feel like that's all i'm searching for is just peace peace love and tranquility and just like self-expression that's, that's all I want
1: and a nice ass car dig <laughs> dig all right bro we're, we're winding down here I only got a couple more questions for you one big one bro why is art important in any way that it manifests whether that be physical art that people know traditional art I should say that people know painting on a canvas whether that be skateboarding whether that be making a fragrance whether that be whatever it is why is it important
0: I think it's important because art is solely subjective and you can never put a label on a piece unless the artist himself is like putting that label on it. Obviously like culture and just everything is influenced by like creative minds and just creative people. And like, without that, we wouldn't like get anywhere as a society or as a collective. Like we need, we need true artists who like have a yearning to just either be different or like give people like a new state of mind. And it, yeah, if we didn't have any artists around, we'd just all be Neanderthals, Like just fucking like stoked about some fire you just started or whatever. When that's, that's, that's literally just like the beginning.
1: I feel like we could go on for, for hours, bro. I mean, there's so many layers to so many things that you said, but I'm hoping this isn't the first time that I we speak in cryptids. Is that, is that, is that fact? Uh, uh, That's what people tell me. I speak encrypted. So what's next for you, bro? I know you got this exhibition coming up. You got a fragrance coming up. What else can we expect from you he- here in the future? However long, however far out you want to look. I would say I wanna I wanna get free shoes. I wanna get sponsored
0: by a shoe company. I wanna I wanna I'm gonna be focused on being a gallery curator and like getting this gallery known as well as getting my friends known for their talented work more art shows, a lot more art shows and like all my homies are going to be involved. And like really the collective is just going to start working together is like we've, we've always should have been, but now's the time. Now it feels way more like the time to be an army than ever for real. like what people can expect out of me is that I'm just going to keep skating and making art and making, you know, clothes and then, you know, experimenting with anything else that, you know, I'm called to for real.
1: Why is now the time for everyone to, to mount up and and move as one.
0: Now is the time because collectively, like we're entering an age where people are becoming more aware, more self-aware and like more connected and people are starting to drive out old patterns and like the paradigms are starting to shift and like everybody's just like becoming their own, their own person. Like, obviously there's a lot of people who like are confused and don't know who they are, but like, I see my friends for who they are and all of my friends are starting to step into their own energy as well as myself. We're all doing it together and there's something that's like driving us all in a direction that we've all been reaching for. Like it's uh, the shit that's happening now and that's been happening for the past like year, the shit that's been, we've been just like subconsciously like going towards and like getting ready for, and it's just all like coming to fruition
1: if you know this podcast you know we're trying to touch as many realms as many disciplines as we can so in your mind man who would be a good person to interview to talk to at some point i
0: love this question i would say i got hella homies that just have beautiful minds My buddy Jordan, new face for sure, tyrant, tyrant definitely, max, max of tyrant, new face, creamy, fucking fatty smooth, my brother Elias, he would be an interesting person to put on this podcast, astral prospecting, my homie that makes my jewelry, he is a very thought provoking man and he has a beautiful mind too. Damn, I could go on and on, dude. Yeah, <laughs>
1: hey, hey. And the next part we got, the next part we got for you is the shout-outs, bro. This is this okay. list can be as long and short as you <laughs> need it to be, but go ahead. Shout yeah, them out.
0: Yeah, all right. Shout-out uh, shout Mike Glow, Shout-out shout out Cody Bowman. Shout-out Tyler Flugel. Shout-out Yilan. Shout-out Ron Allen. Shout-out Wally Carl. Joey Russell. Chow. Fucking Sam Archer. Motherfucking Linus. Shout out Elias, fucking shout out Solomon, shout out Sosie, shout out Max, New Face, Half Baked, all them boys, fucking Creamy, Steven and Peter, my brothers, Ian, Liz, oh fuck dude, all the homies, damn, all the homies that have been supporting me, bro, shout out all y'all for real, y'all real as hell i die for every one of y'all.
1: And like I said before, bro, this has been such a pleasure. So I want to take the time to give you your flowers. You have a beautiful, amazing mind, my man. And I'm so excited to see the things that, that you got coming up. Mad love, dude. This yes, show sir. is sick. Yes, <laughs> this show is so sick. All right, I got one more question for you. Yeah. I don't want you to think on it too hard. I was I was weary about asking this. Yeah, feel free. I'm open, before but. before I came in because I didn't know, but now I definitely know that you haven't answered this question. So the one I got for you is, what were you in a past life? In, in one of the past lives that you've lived, what were you? I feel like I get drawn
0: towards like some type of like royalty for real. Like I've had like, I've tried past life regression. And, like, during—and it was, like, solely by myself when I did it, which isn't, like, suggested. You're supposed to have somebody guide you through it. But when I did it, the first thing I was, like, pulled to, I had a whole, like, image, and, like, I seen it, and, like, I was, like, riding a horse, and I've also had somebody tell me that, like, I've left somebody on a battlefield, and, like, that's why I went through, like, a lot of weird moments in my life, and, like, that's why, like, a key component of, like, my startup of my life is, like, me being alone is because, like, in a past life— One of my friends died in a battlefield and I left them there to die. But I don't like to think about that. I like to think about me being a prince.
1: (laughs) That sounds a lot better. (laughs) All right, my man, that's the end of the interview. We're going to cut it right
0: there.
1: And there you have it. The official tut interview i told you this man's mind was crazy he really speaks in hieroglyphs he really does and i feel like we could have went on for hours going deeper into each thing that he touched on but i feel like this was a good introduction to the man known as tut if you missed his art opening on friday the temple of ouroboros the pieces are still in the gallery located right on front street right next to double happiness i'm not sure how much longer they're going to be there but maybe go cop a piece or maybe just look at the art now that you have a little more context in terms of annoyed tv y'all know where to find us at annoyed.tv on instagram annoyedtv.com we're going out with no fubu by rebel Sosi and tut once again i'm your host jason megacy and you're listening to annoyed tv